Welcome everybody to the Better Understanding Podcast. Today we have with us Amy Purdy. She is a three-time Paralympic medalist and trailblazer in Paralympic snowboard, a New York Times bestselling author who has been published in 10 different languages around the world and the host of a critically acclaimed podcast about resilience called Bouncing Forward. Love that. Amy, we are so excited to have you with us at this year's Simmons Leadership Conference and to speak with you today. Thank you for being with us to talk about your journey to thriving. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to speak for the conference. I'm looking forward to it. You've endured a series of unimaginable physical setbacks and challenges. And I guess my first question is, how did you repeatedly summon the courage and determination to not only recover, but also pursue a range of new career paths? Gosh, it wasn't a choice. I feel like for a period of time, multiple times in my life, I was surviving. And then it wasn't until I kind of got through that, that I was able to thrive. And I think when you're surviving, just kind of a set of skills and thoughts and, and things come to play that you don't think about on a day-to-day basis that help you get through those moments. One thing that's interesting though, is I realized that a lot of the things that helped me survive also helped me thrive. So for example, I lost my legs at the age of 19. I contracted bacterial meningitis, almost lost my life, fought for my life and lost my legs and had no idea what my life was going to be like. I would lay in my hospital bed and visualize the life that I wanted to live. And it was easy for me to do that at that time because I knew I didn't want to live the life I was currently living. So I kind of allowed myself to fall into this daydream of, well, what would my life look like if I could control it? Or what would the outcome look like if I could visualize the best outcome here? And I would visualize me living my best life, even with two prosthetic legs and just kind of allowing myself to believe in the possibilities is what helped me not just survive my darkest days, but also go on to thrive because I continued to try to visualize what would it be like to snowboard again? What would it be like to be able to compete in the Paralympics? Even doing Dancing with the Stars, I had to visualize before every single dance I did. So I've found that a lot of my survival tactics also come to play in some of my most, like my biggest accomplishments. And I'm grateful that I, that I learned those because if they could get me through my toughest days, then they can certainly bring me through my brightest moments. (laughs) So I should say, I mean, you really are the living manifestation of our conference theme this year, which is renewal and innovation. It's like your, your whole life, your whole being is, is renewal and innovation. And Mm -hmm. In addition to visualization, which I love that you brought up, the power of it, uh, what have you learned about what it takes to renew and innovate when you work with and talk with others who say, okay, how can I renew and innovate? Um, What are some of the other things that you would reference? You know, I think a big part of renewal, which I have had to do over and over again, I've had to have a renewed perspective on life or the direction that I'm going, a lot of it is inspiration, being inspired. Like when you are inspired, you are excited and then you get creative and then you find a way. So whatever you need to do to get inspired, because 
inspiration is just energy. It's that excited energy that allows you to get creative. And I think so much of life and so much of the beauty and like the fun in life is getting creative and finding a way. I think whatever it is that you need to do, whatever kind of situation that any of the listeners need to put themselves in to feel that sense of inspiration, whether it's being around other people who are inspired, I always say that inspiration is contagious because when you see other people who are inspired or you're around them and you feel their energy, all of a sudden you're excited, you're inspired, you're seeing the possibilities. And so, you know, these days with us being on Zoom and not really being out as much as we were before, like pre-COVID, I think it's really important to surround ourselves with the things that inspire us, the people who inspire us. And that gives us a new sense of perspective and renewal because suddenly you say, oh, okay, this obstacle that was in front of me, I can now get kind of creative on how I get through it. And that's exciting because now it's a challenge instead of a struggle. And yeah, just, I think inspiration is huge for like renewing our perspective and our mindset when, when trying to move forward. And arrive and thrive. uh, One of the practices is inspiring a bold vision. And, you know, one of the things that I was surprised about as we looked at the research is most of us don't give ourselves permission to even think of ourselves as inspiring, never mind yeah. the audacity to go out and say something inspiring. And right. like you, I think it is so contagious. If you're lit up about something, yeah, go be lit up about it. You're serving everyone by being lit up, right? And so exactly. I see it in you. Obviously, your list of achievements and accomplishments are remarkable. I'm so curious which one brings you the most joy or which one maybe you're most proud of. That is a hard one because they all mean something so deeply to me, like snowboarding with two prosthetic legs, making it to the Paralympic Games, winning medals, helping to get snowboarding into the Paralympics. That is so fulfilling because, you know, that didn't exist when I started snowboarding with two prosthetic legs. So to now see it take on a life of its own and see all these athletes from all around the world competing. And it's just so fulfilling to know that we helped to set that up and to kind of put that into play. But then also, so my husband and I, we started a nonprofit organization called Adaptive Action Sports. And that's actually how we helped to get snowboarding into the Paralympics. But I think that's probably the most fulfilling just knowing that we're actively helping people live their dreams that maybe didn't know what was possible for them. Mm. And we work with athletes with disabilities. We help to get uh, people with disabilities into snowboarding, but also take them all the way to the Paralympic Games. So we train these athletes and some of them live with us. They one, One of our athletes has lived with us since he was 14 and he's now in his 20s. And so we've pretty much raised him and watched him go to the last Paralympics. We're training him for the next Paralympics. I mean, it's very fulfilling to be able to know that you were a part of creating a path that can help others fulfill their dreams. Yeah, I would say that's probably the most fulfilling, but you know, anything that's been really challenging, which was getting snowboarding in the games, dancing with the stars, even writing my book, even speaking on stage, all the things that have been so challenging are also my greatest accomplishments. Because if you push through it and you get there, you get to the other side and you do it, you did it, then it's it's such an accomplishment to make it through your challenges. It's really interesting when I ask people what 
they're most proud of or, or what brings them the most joy. Isn't it interesting that your impact, the legacy of the impact on others is more meaningful than the medal itself for you, you know? Oh, yeah. I so appreciate your words about that. We, do you have specific practices that you undertake for self-care? Not everybody who listens to this is an athlete, never mind, <laughs> an Olympian. So I asked this and I'm like, I'm expecting some crazy regimen, but what practices do you undertake for self-care? I retired from snowboarding last year. A lot of it is because I, well, I've accomplished what I wanted to accomplish, but I also had an injury that has been uh, taking quite some time to get through. And so I retired from the sport. So I am no longer training at the level that I was. I'm not on some tight, you know, regimen, like you mentioned. And that's actually been very challenging for me because I went from being very strict at working out and the way I ate was part of my career. It was part of my job. And now it's not. And so, and, and now I have to have new or a renewed sense of purpose for waking up and going to the gym or eating a certain way, because it used to be to win medals. And now it's like, well, if it's not to win medals, what's, what is a strong enough drive to get me to get up and go to the gym? But I'll tell you, I don't go to the gym anymore. Honestly, I haven't gone to the gym in so long. What I did is I created a workout room in my house. We took out the walls, so we actually have to see the room. As soon as I walk out of my bedroom, I see all my workout equipment, and I have it in a spot where I can just work out throughout the day. So instead of setting aside you know, an hour every morning to work out, which would be a great habit, I just kind of work out throughout the day. So if I'm watching TV, I'm on the floor working out. If I'm you know, if I have a few minutes of downtime between meetings, I see my gym equipment and I jump in and I work out. So I now just try to consistently move my body throughout the day a lot more gently than I did before. But as long as you're consistent, it adds up. And I went through a lot of surgeries. I had a major injury four years ago and I went through 10 surgeries over the last four years. Actually, quite a few of them were in Boston. So I've spent quite a bit of time in Boston so I'm now more gentle on my body and just taking care making sure I'm maintaining and building muscle, but not in any way that's pushing me to the limits. I've already done that. I think another self-care practice is, I mean, I have a lot. I have a lot. I love skincare. I love I, my weekends. I, I do facials on myself and take baths every night. I mean, that's, you know, it's really important to have these kind of decompressing moments, right? Set up for ourselves. We don't do that enough, especially if you have kids. I don't have kids, but I think, gosh, it's got to be so hard to find the time for yourself when you're taking care of other people. But it's so important to do that because you can't give from an empty cup. You know, you can't pour from an empty cup. So whatever it is you need to do, I, I set aside at least one day each weekend, either a Saturday or Sunday for I'll do a facial and I'll do a hair mask and I'll, I do body scrubs and I just kind of, I put on music and I just, I turn on aromatherapy and I light candles and it's just my time, even if it's just an hour of that on the weekend. Okay. Listening audience, you heard it directly from <laughs> Amy. Um, you know, I've been saying there's, this is not our dress rehearsal. Like this is it. This is our life. This really is our yes. life. And, um, and there's no scope scoreboard where we get extra points for not taking care of ourselves or for being needless and wantless. And I, 
I love the idea of if there's one thing that people get from this podcast, however you identify, woman, man, whoever, I want you to take care of you because um, when we parent ourselves, when we take care of ourselves, we're, we're so much more likely to be able to lead our lives from our best self, which will have better impact. So thank you. Um, I love your whole skincare routine. You've got this. <laughs> this is good. You mean business taking time out. So did you have a sponsor or inspiration on your journey at probably several, but one of the reasons why I ask is when we talk about what it means to thrive and, and deploy some of the practices within arriving and thriving, and also just the whole idea of renewal, what I find myself reminding myself and others is just don't go it alone. Like we're not meant to go it alone. And oftentimes people come into our lives at the right moment to journey with us. Can you share an inspirer of yours? So I've had many, and, and you know, I, I love what you just said because yeah, we, we often do go at it alone or we think we need to, or we kind of forget how important it is to be inspired by others. We really, it's not like we can just self-generate all of the stuff we need to do and all of the motivation and drive we need to have. So we get that from each other. And I, I had a great friend who is also my biggest competitor. Her name was Vivian Mintel. And we started around the same time when I was starting to snowboard with two prosthetic legs and, and we started our organization here in the U.S., she has a prosthetic leg. She was actually an Olympic snowboarder and she was supposed to go to the Salt Lake City Olympic Games and she broke her leg in practice. And when they brought her into the doctor and did an x-ray, they found out she had bone cancer and they ended up amputating her leg below the knee. So she went from being almost an Olympian to then being a top Paralympian. And she started an organization around the same time we started Adaptive Action Sports. Hers was in Europe. And so we were kind of parallel working together, um, trying to get snowboarding into the Paralympic Games. And she lived life so fully. And she knew that her time was limited because the type of cancer that she had continued to come back. It would come back in her lungs. They'd have to remove parts of her lung. Uh, I believe she battled cancer 15 different times and, and the cancer wasn't uh, responsive to chemo. So they just had to go in and cut out parts of, parts of her. And yet, even with that, she lived life so fully. She traveled the world and in between surgeries, she was just, she was helping others and she ran her organization. Plus she'd go back and win gold medals. She won gold medals as long as she was on here on earth. It was incredible. And I just have always been so inspired by the quality of life that she lived, no matter if it was cut off short or not. She lived more than, than most people will ever live. And she, she lived so grateful. And I think that's, that's a constant reminder for me to just be present and be in the moment and be grateful for what we have. And we really can make a choice to live our best life just by choosing that, you know, choosing to look at the things we're grateful for and the things we have today. We, none of us have a guarantee. And I remember, you know, her saying that she's like, although I know like the doctors will say, okay. And multiple times the doctors told her you've got a year to live, or you've got six months to live. And she would just blow past that each time, but she'd always have that in her brain. And she's like, but none of us know 
how much time we have. I just happen to know I've been given the my expiration date, but she didn't want people to feel sorry for her because she's like, you could die tomorrow, <laughs> you know? So it, for her, it just reminded her to be so present. And she lived an incredible, full, amazing life. She ended up passing away two years ago and leaving a legacy. And she did a lot in her life. She she started parks, inclusive um, children's parks with inclusive equipment in the Netherlands and She's got all types of, you know, different things that are in her name. And I just think it's amazing what she was able to do while she was here. Can you say her name one more time? Her name is or was Bibian Mentel. What an honoring thing to do to bring her life and legacy to the present moment and bring her spirit to this conversation. Thank you. I'm like so touched by you sharing it and her, I, I feel her attitude around me, you know, we know that the present moment is our most powerful moment and we can choose what we want to manifest for ourselves. So I guess my, my parting question is what's next for you? (laughs) So I feel like I have stepped into a new version, a new renewed version of myself Uh, because of this injury that I faced over the last four years and, and my retirement, I'm not physically pushing myself like I was. I feel like the last 20 years of my life was figuring out the possibilities, really pushing the limits, trying to find the limits. And I did. I found my physical limits and I don't recommend that, but that's what I wanted to do at that time. And and now I'm kind of stepping into this next version of myself, which is wanting to help others figure out the possibilities within their own lives. So I, I'm at the very beginning process of writing a new book around a lot of the things that have helped me get through my darkest days, but also brought me to my greatest moments as well. And also speaking, I just, I love being able to connect to people. I, I missed it so much during COVID. I I did a lot virtually, but now to be actually in front of a live audience is such an incredible and renewing experience because you're feeling other people's energy and it empowers me to be able to be on stage and feel the energy from the audience as much as hopefully what I'm saying is empowering the audience. It's such an incredible energy exchange. So I'm really excited to be doing a lot of, a, a lot of in-person speaking right now. And um, I have some other projects that I'm working on, not ready to throw those out there quite yet, but it's all based around taking what I've learned and helping others. We don't realize you know, sometimes you just, you think this is just how I do things. It's not that special. And then you realize that what you've learned can help somebody else on their path. And I I think I'm reminding myself of that. And some of these other projects that I'm working on that, you know, it's out of my comfort zone, but I, I look back and think, okay, can I talk to who I was 20 years ago? There's a lot of people in that situation, right? And what can I offer you know, 20 year old Amy that I now know and that can help her on her journey. And that's kind of what I'm thinking as I'm moving forward. The premise of the first practice of Arrive and Thrive, investing in your best self is about, you know, really coming to know and Velcroing to your best self, which is where your strengths and talents come together with where you're called to add value to others, which comes together 
with what brings you joy and vitality. And one of my goals is to tell stories and share stories of others, mostly women right now, who uh, live their lives from their best self. And Amy Purdy, you live your life from your best self. I feel like I just experienced the glory of somebody in their best self. So I hope, I know it'll translate um, subpar microphones that we both have today <laughs> and all. And um, I really can't wait to meet you in person. Thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast. And thank you for joining us um, in Boston at the Simmons Leadership Conference. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm so excited.